This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. What's up, guys? Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. What's going now, on? We have an important announcement to make. It's been a while, and that's because we've changed the format of the show. We are now Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Instead of talking about movies you're familiar with, we go back and watch old 80s Skinamax movies. Please don't yes. tease me, Eric. Please just don't play with my emotions. We just review nude scenes. Reviewing nude scenes from movies. Isn't that a thing? Maybe I should call yes. myself Mr. Skin. Mr. There Skin is, is the guy. Yeah. That's so 90s, dude. Yeah. God damn. Mm-hmm. Really? And then when we're done with that, we just go watch Faces of Death. Oh, no. <laughs> Faces of Death. Dude. Wow. Was that, I haven't was thought that for, about that. Or Serbian the, film. No. But Serbian film is what it is, right? But like Faces of Death is fucking Faces. Like, was that a rite of passage for you guys because it was for oh, yeah. me for some fucked up reason oh absolutely even for me being a little older I, yes that was because that was at the beginning of like video rental yeah right? like yeah, for yeah. me it, it was like one of the things like we can rent videos now and holy shit you gotta rent this thing and you and, could just get it at like fucking hollywood video or blockbuster or something oh yeah the local mom and pop shops had it oh. i mean yeah did you have to go behind the beaded curtain for that one yeah or- to ask for it yeah Okay. And in, in the place that I went to, you had to ask for it. Yeah. They kept it behind the counter. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. The video store that we went, that we would go to when it first became a thing was a combination video store and a barbecue center. Like they stole gas grills and shit. <laughs> <laughs> they wow. had a video store. Pretty, pretty interesting combo. Yeah. It was, a, it was, a, it was a wild combo. You know, they capitalized and it probably made a lot of money. I like that, man. Uh, yeah. Two birds with one stone. Yeah. 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 I have a soft spot for video rental places because when me and my wife were in high school, like when we were dating and stuff, she worked at our local video rental store. Uh, oh, cool. Superstar video. I remember uh-huh. Superstar. And, uh, yeah. One time a guy came in there and jerked off in the uh, kids VHS aisle. That's oh. a true story. Can you apologize to her for me? I will. Oh, <laughs> I will. wow. I definitely will. Wow. I know I, wild, I know I remember Superstar Video for some reason. There you go. I'm yeah, saying wow, but am I surprised? I don't think so. <laughs> and the worst part was when I left, she yelled out, thank you, come again. Oh, <laughs> oh. fuck, man. That's that's really, that's the stars aligning right there, buddy. Right. You laid it out for him, Eric. I yes. mean, you, I, I can't that, pass up that good of a joke. You laid it at his feet. What was the VHS cover that enticed you? I mean... Again, you were in the children's section. There's a lot of concerning <laughs> shit going on here. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I'm really ashamed to say this. Barney and Friends. Mm. There you go. Oh Which, boy! Yeah, that was more Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that was a little Mickey-ish. 
What are we doing? It's good to be back. I don't remember what party sounded like. Which I don't know. If, I didn't think it was a phrase I'd ever say. <laughs> he, yeah. he sounds sort of dopey. Yeah, yeah there's a little bit of a, dopey. Yeah. It's like I love you. That's right. You talk yep. like this. It's a little bit of Barney. Stupid fucking Barney. My sisters <laughs> loved that show. That was that was Tim's that was Tim's jam because that came out like he was like three or four when he when it started so like that was his total jam he was a barney head remember when the barney like uh, balloon popped in the new york parade and like <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was the best, early that 90s. was the best episode of barney <laughs> yeah those those 90s like kid shows are all a fever dream for me because my kid brother was really into it like it yeah. was barney it was that uh that clown on the giant couch you know what i'm talking about blues clues no, it was like a teen girl on a big, big comfy couch. couch. Oh, You've seen that one, couch. Joe. I think teen I girl. Yeah, that's couch. what I thought Joe was going to say. He, you know, did no. bad stuff to. No, it was actually Choo Choo Soul. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Choo Choo Soul? I've seen. Yes. You yes. can't blame me in that one. No, that's no, no, no. Chugga chugga choo choo chugga 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 choo. Oh, Doug, just Google search Choo Choo Soul and look at the images. You'll get it. You'll get it instantly. You'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, put, put, put yourself in Joe's shoes first. No, put like, yourself in anybody's shoes and look at Juju Soul. But especially in Joe's shoes. Yeah. Oh, those understand. are some sticky fucking shoes, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, inside and gravity, outside. You know, gravity so, is what it is. Again, guys, it's good to fucking see you. It's been a minute. It has. Um, you know, things got a little crazy. The holidays kind of fucked up our schedule a little bit. Um, and we've, we've had some internal meetings, you know, consistency yeah. of releases on this show is really important to us. And this is probably the first time in our shows, you know, two and, and change years that we've had a little hiccup. So we are, we are, uh, we're sorry. We're committed to getting the shows out on time. Um, you know, but 2023 just, is a brand new me, except for it really doesn't matter. Cause it's just a yeah, new fucking year. It's just the same. It's, it's the same just more shit. of the same shit. But for some reason, it sounds fun to say we're starting new. I think we've gotten yes. lucky too. Like we're three grown ass men whose schedules happen to align in a very specific way. Yeah. And that's a rarity. Sometimes it doesn't happen. So we're like the Liam Neeson of scheduling. <laughs> Dude, I've got a very that. important schedule that I can only uh, a very important important set of free dates. <laughs> yeah, you guys were cutting into my jacking time, you know. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> technically that's all the time. Yeah, that's a no, full time for- job. I've been watching too much choo choo soul lately. Check it, check it, check it, check it. But no, all we, uh, aboard the choo choo train, all aboard the choo choo train, all aboard. On the board, Doug. Did you look at the image search yet? Like you understand? No, Please I was do. looking something else. It's a kid show. It's not like it's gonna hurt your computer. <laughs> I understand. No, it, that. It will what, hurt. Are, what is it called? Choo Choo Soul. Choo Choo Soul. It, it will hurt your computer, by the way. Oh, um, depends on how vigorously you uh, <laughs> look at page what's one. Her, what's her look name? at page two. What's her name? Evelyn. Is that Choo Choo Soul? Evelyn. Oh, see, now you're getting too deep into Choo Choo Soul. I didn't get that deep. Into also, like the, the the guy that worked in the back of the train was this like really jacked muscle dude. Of course he was. Yeah, all right. I can understand the appeal. Yeah, I mean, just saying, <laughs> Choo Choo Soul there is pretty good. Doug's okay. a class act. He's looking at these pictures. He's like, you know, I, I could see a world in which this is, you know, 
Yeah. Something you would she's not, she's not Portuguese, so you're good. This is not just surprise me. Our listeners may not get that uh, inside racist joke. Yeah, and we're not bringing that over here either. What are you talking about? Yeah. They, they didn't exactly. bring COVID over here, right? <laughs> we're not bringing that over here at all. So we we do have a very exciting 2023 planned. Yep. Have some exciting guests that oh, yeah. are going to jump on the show. Um, just a teaser for you guys. Two that we've talked about doing relatively soon. Uh, one is Superman the movie, which we're going to do with my cousin, stand-up comedian Aaron Pabone. Is that the um the like the what's the guy's name that fell off the horse? Chris Superman. Yes, that is Chris Reeves. Exactly. That's what okay. it said on the poster when they re-released it. Because there's not, like, well, there's like 700 fucking Superman movies. So I want to make sure. Great, Eric, not the great actor, Christopher Reeve. The, no. the guy fell off the horse, Christopher Reeve. Well, I mean, yeah, when the, when well, the 40th anniversary well <laughs> came out, it said from the man who fell off the horse yeah. and right. became paralyzed. Hey, you will believe a man can walk. I won't stand <laughs> for this and Christopher Reeves won't sit for this either. Oh my God! That's an Eminem How line. How dare you? That's an Eminem line. Can we at some point this year? Can we do the movie somewhere in time? So oh, that, uh, oh, please! Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Please, I, yes. That's a good call. I've got a Jones and to cry on this podcast again. Ball my eyes out, dude. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will lose my shit. Great okay. job. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So we exactly. got that one coming up soon, and we also we talked to an artist I know. Um, and he wants to do a movie that I've not heard of or seen, but he was really excited about it. So that's the kind of enthusiasm that I love, um, especially when it's like a mystery movie. So we got some fun stuff coming up, but we also, it's been a minute and I don't know what's fucking going on with you guys. So <laughs> what's new? Well, what's new, Joe? Um, I got sick as fuck for about a week. The whole family did literally two days before Christmas. Um, I luckily didn't get the fever portion of it, but we got everything else, the chills, the body aches, the mucus coughing, not nonstop, just basically horrible for an entire week, uh, which, you know, we didn't go to any Christmas. We're actually doing Christmas tomorrow since, uh, we didn't do Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, and then we went to Disney for a week, well, Orlando for an entire week and, uh, the entire week. I was getting ready to say it like that too. Just like, uh, <laughs> Will every time I hear the word entire now, but yeah. uh, it was, it's fun. We did some, did some universal found out. I was a uh, birdhouse in uh, Harry Potter. Um, I was hoping I was snake house, but I ended up being birdhouse. I saw um, you, the Ravenclaw little yeah, ne- uh, necklace thing, man. I embraced, embraced it. Um, you know, I wore my suspenders and I actually wore a suit to, to universal, which is kind of fun. Now, I saw those pictures. I have questions for you about that. Yeah. Because I'm familiar, you know, like Joe and I live in Florida. I live pretty close to Orlando. So, you know, Disney people is like a phenomenon, like people, adults that go to Disney and they dress up. They call it like Disney Dapper Day or something like that. So Universal Studios has kind of the same thing. Or did you just opt to like, well, people dress and well, like people usually dress up in their stupid little robes and shit, which I wasn't going to do that. But it was New Year's Eve, so I figured like dress up. Oh, okay. So this was just like a like a whim. Like it's not a, a plan. Well, I went I went a couple weeks ago with like a friend of mine who's like big into like all this shit and they wanted to dress like really nice. Like they wore their like finest clothes. So they were like, Yeah, hey, dress up too. I was like, Okay. But then when I went this last time I it was New Year's Eve, so I dressed up for that. I see. I gotcha. Okay. I'm with you, man. It was fun though. everybody like you, I've never been complimented more on what I'm wearing than when I wore that to Universal. 
Yeah, you look nice, man. Everyone's like, wow, you guys look great. Not everybody can pull off a bow tie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I dug it, man. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I wanted to go to Universal with you, but this week was fucked. I figured when I didn't hear from you. I mean, I invited you to a lazy river and you you couldn't you couldn't make it. (laughs) I was I was daydreaming looking at the pictures you sent me. Like, you know what I would so much rather be doing right now is fucking sitting in this lazy river. Multiple hot Um, tubs. Like in that river that there's seven pools at our complex too that we went to. It's fucking ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. It's a it's a massive resort. It's called Orange Lake Country Club. There's four full golf courses there. I'm not saying you're inconsiderate. And I appreciated the invite, but next time you're going to stay at a resort 10 minutes from my house, <laughs> give me a little more heads up yeah. so that I can mooch off of your stay. Well, I didn't know who I was going. And then when I got there, I was like, I'm going to grab an extra parking pass. That way, if he does want to come, I'll have it for him. Next time, buddy. Next yep. time. Doug, what's new with you, man? Uh, you know what? It's a lot of, believe it or not, it's a lot of the same, same stuff. Nothing bad, nothing good, and I'll take that. <laughs> Christmas was great; it really was. It was low key, and again, I got to got to hang out with my granddaughter. Um, and there's nothing better than that. Yeah, it's yeah. that's the best. She's part. a friggin' treasure, and we even got an unexpected uh, uh, FaceTime today. Tim Tim was bored, and he 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 called Erica and I, and we got to see little Holly, and she's like she waves and she smiles and uh, she's showing us all her toys and yeah, it's very cool. So, but yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah, that's it for me. I, I, um, I recently got a, a synthesizer keyboard, so I'm going to start okay, well. messing around with that. Um, I, I, I caught the bug from Will and Andrew and that whole crew. So I actually got it. I connected it up and got it to make noise. So, that's a start and we'll go from there you know but yeah so but no things are good overall things are good I'm excited to be back and I'm excited for what's to come for us so hell yeah man it's good to see you guys I uh as far as as far as I go I had a I had a really traumatic day and this is the first thing on our show that I can't talk about we're pretty we're pretty wide open on this show right Why, why are you teasing us like that I mean, I could talk to you guys about it. Yeah, but now you can't talk to us about it for at least like two hours. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you join the Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe, uh, I'll tell you about it. But it's, it was a, it, I, I have to be careful. It was a weird day, but I was able to end it on a really good note. What was his name? My, Ryan, my Ooh. brother. No, shut up. Wow. You all doubled down. Did you move to Will's neighborhood or something? We have our own category on Pornhub. Um, No. (laughs) An entire category. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we hung out. We went to Hourglass Brewing um, for the Return of the Jedi's 40th anniversary art show, which 40th anniversary for a movie that came out in the 80s does tend to make one feel their age but that's where we're at so that was fun had some art there and i am drinking the beer that uh, was released today it's called bleep bloop is a fruited sour ale and the can looks just like our friend r2d2 that sounds delicious yeah it's uh got peach and hibiscus i mean this Mm. is a fancy ass highfalutin you know hipster beer i'm drinking right now (laughs) um 
but yeah, things are good. Uh, space is organized, ready to get back into it. And uh, I'm excited to let uh, Doug take this one away because this is a movie that was not expecting to enjoy as much as I did. Cool. Yeah. Um, we're, well, we, I am going to take a trip down memory lane with this flick. I mean, it's definitely encapsulates my, my teenage years. There's no question. I mean, I, I, when we did almost famous, I talked about how, how much that meant to me, but that was a little before my time. This is my time. I mean, 1976. So, um, I was, the same age as some of the characters in this movie. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to do it. So what we are talking about is the 1993 movie Dazed and Confused. Oh, shit. I was confused if that's what we were supposed to watch. Because <laughs> for I some was... reason, I kept singing Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, Which I, I mentioned off air to Joe that that there is a, a left-handed jab at the 80s in this movie. It's a quick throwaway line but it's really funny we'll get to that later in the movie but um they do make fun of the 80s in general so um and i agree with them <laughs> i was i was dazed by this movie joe because i couldn't believe it was made in 1993 yeah i had i had the uh a christmas story effect where i was like when was this fucking made this was made in the 80s what the fuck is that it's too good it's too authentic yeah it does seem like it was made at a much earlier date like it's perfect yeah. i wasn't even fucking alive and i'm like oh yeah yep 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 authentic. yep that's perfect yeah yeah and i i can attest to it so uh this movie was written and directed by uh richard linklater he is of the uh before series of movies i don't know if you guys have seen any of those before uh before midnight before sunrise before sunset Ethan Hawke and uh, Julie Delphi. It's like a trilogy about a love story between two people. Not um, not only have I never seen those movies, but I want to say I've never even fucking heard of those movies. Really, myself yeah. either. I I, I would I would definitely think they're up your alley, especially Eric. Okay, that's. And good I'm not. Me. I'm just just because they're love stories and they're you know mushy Joe. So yeah. I'm not sure if you dig it as much. Probably not. He, uh, yeah, Ethan Hawke is an American college student, I want to say, in the first one, who goes to Paris and meets the woman of his dreams on his last night there. Okay. So um, the, the movie's basically like a three-hour time span of their time together. Oh, and I'm then in. the I'm other in. movies are, so it's Before Midnight is the first one, and then it's Before Sunrise is later on in their relationship, and then Before Sunset is later on still in their relationship. You, and you uh, made me cry off of a synopsis. Bro. There you go. <laughs> and the other one, well, all right. So Linklater, he he's responsible for those. He's also responsible for A Scanner Darkly, which oh, is that a trippy animated movie that I would recommend for anyone. That's cool. And I don't know if you dudes have heard about the movie Boyhood. Yes, I've filmed, seen Boyhood. Yeah, he's he filmed that over fourteen years or something like that. Mm -hmm. They did like one year. Uh, you know, like. They shot for a month once a year for 14 years to show that's this kid a, growing up. Yeah, that's a crazy movie. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's not perfect, but I mean, the idea, it's visionary. You know, like the, the Link, Richard Linklater, he's uh, he's on another level when it comes to this kind of stuff. So uh, 
cool dude with some cool stuff. So, um, so yeah, so this movie, again, it takes place in 1976. It came out June 4th, 1993. Um, it's definitely the story of my life. There's no question about it. It's another movie that's very music driven. And just like Almost Famous, um, I looked this up. It says about one sixth of the entire budget was spent on getting the songs uh, for it, yeah, which yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, they try to get, um, I can't remember which Zeppelin song, but uh, uh, Jimmy Page said yes and Robert Plant said no, so I couldn't get it. Mm. I don't know what, what bug was up his ass, but anyway. Um, and just to set the tone, the word man <laughs> is said 203 times. In the movie, the word fucks set like 55 times. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, there's a lot going on. Really, this is a crazy trivia fact. There are three cast members in this movie who are identical twins. What the fuck? Yep. Parker I mean- Posey, who plays Darla as a okay. twin brother. Jason London, who plays Pink, is Jeremy London's his twin brother. And Marissa Rabisi, who plays Cynthia, is Giovanni Rabisi's twin sister. Fuck. So, yeah, the three of them in the same freaking movie. That's like trippy, you know? But as impressive as that is, it's also kind of expected because when every actor in the fucking world is in your movie, <laughs> yeah, like, I know it's true. The odds, you know, are in it's your It's true. Yeah, there are a lot. And we'll get to them as we meet them in the, in the story. But there are a lot of actors who it's either their first movie role or the second or early on in their careers uh before they were anybody uh they're in this flick and that's what makes it even cooler so uh the story opens up we hear sweet uh, sweet emotion by aerosmith playing in the background over the credits um and we sort of fade into a high school parking lot with the coolest collection of cars ever in the history of cars yeah the cars <laughs> in this movie are really the stars of this movie it just it's amazing and i, mean, and I must say Everybody, every single person in this entire fucking movie drives Florida style. What do you? Well, it's Texas. Yeah, and it's I don't the think same they shit, had different smell. Windows down. They had AC either. So, oh, some yeah. of those cars had AC. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's Texas. Texas, Florida. It's it's one planet revolving around another planet in that universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, but uh, yeah, coolest cars. I mean. You know, right off the bat, one of the characters has got a, a, a 1970 act, 1970 Pontiac GTO Judge. Yeah, that Judge is dope. Um, you know, a 340 Duster, and there's a freaking Chevelle. And SS every, Chevelle. I, it's, it's, it's never ending. It's never ending. There's a beautiful uh, freaking um, Trans Am, a white Trans Am in it. Um, yeah, it goes on and on, but it's cool. And, you know, as we're going to see with this movie, there's a lot of montages, you know, with the music playing over it uh with like quick cuts and just you know summing up the time and and so during this opening scene we've got a girl rolling a joint and eric you had a comment about that what was that man this is the (laughs) worst joint i've ever fucking seen on film (laughs) like it is although i guess i mean the movie feels very authentic right so if you're a high school kid and you get a shitty bag of weed that's full of stems and it's poking through the paper i guess like I just assumed in the seventies, everyone was a paper rolling <laughs> expert, you know? Well, yeah, I think that, that, that points to the actors not being from the seventies. They were, yeah, maybe, yeah, they may have part, you know, they may have partook, but like that uh, was a that real nineties looking joint. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But, but yes. imagine if the biggest plot hole in your movie is that the joint isn't rolled well, like everything <laughs> else is fucking spot on. 
I know. And I, I also, mean, even as a even as a layman, I I, I could see that. You're you know? like, oh my god, what is this? Is things gonna yeah. fall apart. I appreciated that when you saw the the judge, the GTO in the parking lot, yeah. there were a lot of cars from the 50s and 60s. Yes. Yep. And and that felt super authentic because you got to remember as a high school kid in any era, you were getting hand-me-down cars yes. as, as your sort of first ride. So yeah. to see you like could all buy, the... You could buy those cars for a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like the older ones because they weren't classic. They yeah. were just old cars that got you where you needed to go. You I know? thought that was a nice little touch yeah. for sure. Oh, it was a great mix. So a lot of a lot of pickup trucks because it's Texas, and you know, yeah, it, it's it was definitely cool. So yeah, besides the music, they probably spent a lot of money reaching out to extras in the area to get the cars. So um, yeah, so we see a girl rolling a joint. Then we see uh, that we are looking at uh, Lee High School, and just to clarify which Lee we're talking about, the football team is called the Fighting Rebels. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a uh, Robert. <laughs> Yes, we know we we know it's Mr. E. Lee that yep. we are talking about there. I mean, it's again, it's Texas, nineteen seventy six, so it makes sense. Uh, there's another group of these kids. You know, they're getting high in a corner. They, you see some students just talking. Uh, there's someone, uh, someone, one of our main characters that we we'll meet is making a paddle, some kind of. It yep. almost looks like a cricket bat. We don't know what it's for yet. Making it in wood shop. Um, the shit that I made in wood shop and metal shop, like holy shit like especially metal shop like the whole ceiling was covered in chinese throwing stars like the whole fucking classroom ceiling was covered in it you got to worry about them falling and sticking in your head it was oh so it was so saturated uh you know there's some kids uh shooting craps you know around back in i say kids but they, none of them look like kids <laughs> grown-ass men yeah it's a typical movie where the high school kids look like they're in their 20s you know, but I, I appreciated the graffiti on the wall that said "Eat more pussy." Yeah, I know. It's like, what yes, is, wh- why? But yeah. Then again, you know, why not? Feels authentic. <laughs> exactly. Although in, in in the like in the in the aughts or like you know in the in our time, it would probably say "Eat more ass" because as you know, yeah, that's true. Millennials true. have jumped ahead. So yes, yeah, you've taken over. I know. Uh, so then we get a little scroll on the screen. It says last day of school, May 28th, 1976, 105 p.m. Uh, we meet our main, who I guess we call our main character. Uh, his name is Randall Pink Floyd. <laughs> great name. I know, it's a great name. Very appropriate. Uh, it's played by Jason London uh, and his girlfriend, Simone. Uh, Which I see. By, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Joey Lauren Adams. Star of Biodome. Um, she was, oh, right. the dog's like yeah she wasn't in any other movies you know <laughs> I, I, <laughs> just that one or, just that or one. any shows about you know little running bodies of water yeah 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 uh so they're talking about a party that's going to be taking place later um just trying to firm up the plans uh we're in a we're in the hallway now and we see pink we meet pickford played by sean andrews and michelle uh played by mila jovovich from the Fifth Element and Resident Evil, this was her first movie, so that was pretty cool. Um, she was like 16 at the time. Um, they bump into Slater, the the most stoner of all the stoners in this movie. Yeah, this dude. It's um, played by Rory Cochran. Um, he plays it so well. He just does this character so well. That was a wig. He didn't have his hair. He never grew his hair out. He had a wig. Um, oh, really? Yeah. It yeah. looked it looked real. 
Oh no, it was definitely it was definitely quality. There's no question about it. And by the way, I have to close this now, but I didn't move away from the friggin' choo choo <laughs> thing page, and I just keep looking at Genevieve, and I'm gonna Genevieve. Close that. That's it. I thought Evelyn. I'm, Genevieve. I'm gonna I'm gonna close that page now. Um, now you see why superstar video. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're all they're all talking, and we find out that the party that's been referenced already is going to be at Pickford's house. Uh, so yeah, all right. So they're finished talking. Uh, they're all heading to class. Um, as the group's heading to class, they run into our uh, resident nerds, which is definitely where I would have fallen or I fell yeah. in this whole landscape. Um, yeah, Lieutenant I mean, Stamets and the Hebrew Hammer. Yes, it's no, it's no secret that you know I've never smoked pot in my life, um, so I was definitely more firmly in in that nerd camp. But like these characters, I hung out with you know the potheads and the jocks as well. So you I will know, tell you the refreshing thing about this movie is everybody hangs out with everybody. It seems like yeah, yeah, and that's I mean that's a theme. You know, like the 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 football coach is a dick and he doesn't want that. He doesn't want his players yeah. to do that. But they're all like. You know, fuck you. These are my friends. So, um, so yeah. So we bump into and we meet Mike, Tony, and Cynthia, uh, played by Adam Goldberg, Anthony Rapp, and Marissa Rabisi. Uh, it's Marissa Rabisi's first role, um, and it's very early in in the careers of Adam Goldberg and and Anthony Rapp as well. Yeah, I spent five solid minutes looking at Anthony Rapp, and I'm like, why the fuck does he look so familiar? <laughs> yes, then I was like, oh, Star Trek Discovery. I'm like, it's fucking Stamets. Yeah. Well, you want to you want to talk about movies that make you feel old, like. These are some fresh-faced motherfuckers yes. in this movie. Oh yeah, God damn. Oh yeah. Dude. And yep. then of course you know Adam Goldberg and the Hebrew Hammer, where he fights Andy Dick, who plays Santa's evil son, Damian Claus. Yeah. <laughs> you heard about this movie to save Hanukkah, I did, Eric? I did. I did. Oh, you indeed. do know it. I didn't know. Yes. It. I didn't know it. And the yeah. in production currently, Hebrew Hammer versus Hitler. I like when they make movies already like it's a cult classic before it's released yes you know what i mean exactly like that kind of vibe exactly yeah, i'm yeah. into it well they yep. uh, when i was reading the, the description on imdb they call it a jewish black exploit black exploitation film i was like it's the best fucking description ever oh man wow holy shit yep. that's i yeah. never thought i would hear that phrase that's crazy <laughs> but <laughs> that it's crazy. Well, i may actually do that movie eventually because that movie's so much fun i'm i'm game man i'm game for a weird movie yeah. yeah why not um, right. now yeah. before we move on you yep you know we've we've watched some 80s movies on the show and some 90s movies on the show and mm-hmm. we've, we've weighed in on how we felt as kids growing up in that era you were a high school kid how how true to life does it feel like walking through the fake halls of of lee high school here yeah oh no this is this for me is spot on from okay. start to finish like the last day of school the trashing of the lockers the papers everywhere we would the the neighborhoods would hate us because when on the last day of school we got on the buses the windows were open and we were throwing everything out the fucking window like our notebooks the textbooks that we forgot to return everything was going out the window so it was like litter heaven everywhere and this movie represents everything that went on back then because so this is 76 so i was 13 so i was one of the incoming freshmen for 77 you know for the beginning of 76 into 77 that would have been my freshman year 
Okay. So like I can, I connect completely, you know, I wasn't in high school yet, but I was going into high school, you know, in, in the ninth grade. So, um, yeah. So, so, I mean, that's high praise because it's, it's essentially a period piece, you know yep. what I mean? Yeah. And from the, the scenery, the set decor, the wardrobe, but even the casting, like, do you guys do this thing where you see somebody like a stranger and you're like, that guy looks like he's from the fifties. Like mm-hmm. he's got a fifties ass face. I oh, can't absolutely. explain it. Yeah. Nope. It's like a, nope. The, the actors they chose for these roles are yeah. very seventies looking kids, man. Yes. Yep. They really are super skinny, and tall, bell bottoms. I got to find Long it hair. Since, you brought, since you brought that up. There is a list of. All right, so Mark Ruffalo, Hillary Swank, Will Wheaton, Jared Leto, Elizabeth Berkley, Denise Richards, Vince Vaughn, Alicia Silverstone, Kirsten Dunst, all auditioned. And Jennifer oh. Love Hewitt, Mira Sorvino, Reese Witherspoon, and Ron Livingston. Jesus and Brendan Christ. Fraser. What? All auditioned for this and didn't get it. All right, but you know what's crazy about this movie is you could have said all those people were in the background of a scene, and I would have been yeah. like, yeah, I could see that. Yep. Oh, absolutely. No, that's the thing. But that's how, like how, you know, focus Linklater is on, on the authenticity of it. You know, like he wanted to bring it. So he made sure he had the absolute right people in his eyes to cover all these roles. You know, um, Renee Zellweger was in this movie uncredited or credited as girl yeah, on the, bu- girl in the uh, blue truck in the, in the blue truck. She was one of the, yeah one of the cheerleaders, but you barely see her. Um, so yeah. So I mean, that just points to what you're saying, Eric, that like this and this is authentic. This shit is authentic from start to finish. Yeah. yeah. Um. My my one of the problems I have just connecting with the movie is this was like what I always had the. um, Like the wet, hot American summer like type movies to me, like this is what I the ideal situation, like what I would have wanted to have happened, like if I could have had this, but my reality was just so much different than this. Like this seems like just like a fever dream of like an idealized like version of what like a school would be like. Cause mm-hmm. it wasn't like this at all for me. Like, yeah, I look at this but and I'm I- like, Oh, this looks really awesome. And this looks like so much fun. And I'd love to live in a small town that has this kind of stuff. And then I look back to what I grew up in and it was just nothing like this whatsoever. But I think, no, I think I where you can give this movie credit is you can see yourself in the story, even yeah, if yeah. that's not your background. Like the highest compliment I can give to this movie is that I was not alive during this time period. And I felt fucking nostalgic for it as if like, yeah. Oh yeah, this takes me <laughs> back. Like, you know, I was born in 85. So this is not, you know, this is, this is not my past at all, but it feels like there's some yeah. nougat of like nostalgia in it where I don't know you just you you relate your experience to this experience even if it's different so well, like, yeah I think that I think that again link later I think he's really good at connecting a childhood regardless of the era connecting yeah. the feelings of a high school student you know and yeah. removing that from from the era just like a high school student's a high school student I know that right. I know that, that that the experiences are varied and different. And Joe, you went through a completely different thing. But. It's just hard for me to connect to it. Like to me, this is just like this is pure fiction. Like this is pure fantasy. I know this is probably like ninety nine percent of what the country experiences, but like the one percent I was in, just nothing like this whatsoever. 
yeah yeah but but like to doug's point just on a thematic level when you make a movie like this or even john hughes you know to some extent right the movie's just sort of about like inhabiting that space between childhood and adolescence or adolescence and Mm -hmm. adulthood that's that's very universal like that you know that awkward period yes you know and and this movie does it really really well yeah yeah like i said i i i wanted this i just it's hard to connect to it but i wanted this like this seems like what i what i would have been awesome to have had it's just i just can't (laughs) yep Makes total sense. You didn't have any extremely violent hazing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's just it was just different, different time, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Just also like completely different environment for me. Yeah. Well, like you said off air, I mean, you a very urban environment. Yeah, it was a very very by. densely packed. So urban that, environment. that's the opposite. I mean, this is think about it. Even as much as I connect with this movie, I mean. This is very rural compared to yeah. what I, even I, I mean, I was in the suburbs, you know what I mean? And yeah. granted, this is Austin, Texas. It's not like it's a tiny little one horse town, but right. it's still, it's a, it's a completely different universe than where I did. But yeah, I, but I get what you're saying. So, um, all right. So yeah. So our resident nerds, uh, we get, we get the story really quickly. That <laughs> their Friday nights usually consist of playing poker with each other and hanging out and just talking about existential shit existential shit um but they decide that because it's the last day of school they are going to live life and go to this party that everybody's talking about they're gonna they're gonna change it up and they're gonna have some fun tonight um uh (laughs) during this little exchange tony describes a dream he had uh to mike in which he's making it with a really hot girl except there's one problem she's got the head of abraham lincoln including the hat and the beard (laughs) (laughs) it's just fucked up but it's funny so uh we're in a class now and the whole gang is there uh you know characters will meet characters we've met already uh and because it's the last day the teacher's not even in the room they're doing something so they are talking about and writing down gilligan's island episodes (laughs) yeah i actually Um, uh, cut this clip a little early so i can put that part in there because i enjoyed that part Oh, okay. Uh, what clip? I don't have a clip for a while. The go easy on my brother? That doesn't happen for a little bit. It starts with the Gilligan's Island part. Oh, no, no, no. There's a second Gilligan's Island part. Oh, this is okay. the first part. This is the first part. No, no you're right. You're right. Okay. Yes. I, was, I, was like, I was like, I didn't realize there was No, two. no, no. There, there's, a second, there's a second Gilligan's Island part that's kind of fucked up but funny. And yeah, so, that's the part um, I cut because I wanted to put that in because it was really... Oh, no. I'm glad you did. I'm glad <laughs> it you did. It was good. Yeah. So, um... So while they're talking about this, uh, we meet Don, uh, played by Sasha Jensen. Um, he is on the football team as well. He calls Pink out into the hallway to give him a piece of paper. It's a commitment pledge uh, that the football coach has given to all the players, and he wants them all to sign it. And we'll learn a little bit more about that, what's in that pledge in a bit. But uh, Pink is very reluctant to sign it. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't feel good about this at all. Um, so he pockets it for now. Um, so we are back in Woodshop now, and Slater is instructing another stoner on the uh, the finer points of bong making <laughs> in Woodshop. No, man, you got a hole here. There's air coming in. You got to seal it up with gum or something, man. Um, he, he probably said about 150 of the 200 mans in this movie, you know. Um, so, and, and he does a 
another throwaway background comment about uh, Led Zeppelin and this great. He goes, he goes, I don't believe that story about Bonham doing a one hour drum solo. You couldn't handle one hour drum solo on strong acid, dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so then, uh, yeah. So we also see Don, he's outside uh, this classroom and he's signaling to Benny um, who's played by Cole Hauser uh, from, you know, He's signaled, signaling for him to come out of the classroom, too. But um, Benny's busy making his paddle that we actually saw in the opening montage. So um, Cole Hauser's from uh, Fast and Furious 2. Um, the best one. The best one. That really is the his, best Fast and Furious movie. And yeah, his dad was a 70s actor and his dad's name was Wings Hauser. <laughs> That's a great fucking name. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Wings Hauser. Um, so yeah, and and he looks. They look. It's frightening how much he looks like his dad. Like I remember his dad from the seventies movies. He's, I think he was in like a couple of Clint Eastwood movies and stuff. But um, so yeah. So we now jump to uh, back to the classroom real quick, and we meet Siobhan, Jody, and Kay, played by Dina Martin, Michelle Burke, and Christine Harnos. They're heading to the bathroom as Mike, Tony, and Cynthia. Uh, they are reviewing this pledge that I mentioned with Pink um, and, and Mike's comments about the perceived drug and alcohol issues uh, are creating a, a, a neo McCarthyism moment. <laughs> like, like I said, this existential nonsense that nerds and geeks would talk about back then and even today. So um, we're now in the bathroom with the ladies who left the classroom and they're having a debate about Gilligan's Island. So, Joe, roll the clip. Gilligan's Island? It's what's called a male pornographic fantasy. Oh my. Think about it. You're basically alone on a deserted island with two readily available women. One, a seductive sex goddess type. The other, a healthy girl next door type with a nice butt. So guys have it all. The Madonna and the whore. And women get nothing. We get a geek, an overweight middle-aged guy, some nerdy scientific type, I mean, the professor is sexy. Pink! Come on, man. We're off to raise some hell. Look at that. Look at it! Look at it. Looks like a All right, let's go kick some ass. Hey, you guys. Huh? Hey, man, get you guys, wait up. What? Benny. What? I have a favor to ask you. What do you need? Take it easy on my brother this summer, okay? <laughs> All of you. Mitch Kramer? Yeah, Mitch Kramer. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give him a beating. You know? Ow! Get the little kid. <laughs> Well, just don't get him more than the other guys. Any of you. Kind of little, all right? You got our word, sis. Little brother will be okay. Thanks. See you guys. <laughs> Benny! These guys, I don't oh, know. Love it. Oh, there's just a little bit of bullshit in all that, right? <laughs> Major bullshit. He's a dead man. He's fucking dead. Shotgun! Shotgun. Check it out, boys, huh? I've been waiting three long years for this one. Oh, yeah. Those junior high kids are dead meat, I promise. Oh, I'm gonna beat them! Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay you freshman fucks, fucks, listen up! It's your lucky day. Usually you'd be spending your freshman summer to get your asses busted and running for your worthless little lives. But this year, because we feel so sorry for you, we're gonna take it easy on you and save us all a lot of time. So if you meet here, right here, 
After school today, you only get one lick from each of us. But you run like cowards. Well, it's open season all summer long, boys. Oh yeah, Mitch Kramer. <laughs> We're looking for you, pal. Your ass will be pumped before the day is over. Have a nice afternoon. You better get out of town. Go spend the summer with your grandparents or something. Hey, man. You are going to show up to our game tonight, aren't you? Yeah, I'm pitching. I kind of have to. How should we inscribe your tombstone? <laughs> How about Ben Over? <laughs> yeah, right, piss ant. Why aren't they after anybody else? They are, man. Believe me. I know, man. A lot of mans. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. A lot of mans. Uh, yeah, so we meet a little group of friends, the uh, group of incoming freshmen. We meet Mitch, Tommy, Carl, and Hirschfelder. Played by Wiley Wiggins, uh, Mark Vandermullen, Esteban Powell, and Jeremy Fox. Uh, none of them really acted much after this, but and we can see why. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in Wiley Wiggins' place and Mitch's place, he's not a good actor, but that's okay. He played. I'm, he, glad, I'm glad you said that, man. Because uh, that, that was my one gripe with this movie. Like this kid cannot yeah. stop touching his face. No, yeah. They, there's even some trivia I'm going to bring up in a little bit. <laughs> Uh, a little later in the movie, yeah, he he. That's exactly it, Eric. He touches his face and his nose. It's so off-putting, and it, it's it's distracting. It's fucking distracting. You do it once, it's fine. I understand that, but like, yeah, he uh, you know, it's like every line is like grabbing. Yeah, the he's grabbing his, his nose or grabbing his forehead, and yeah, it's uh, you know, I, he and the thing is, he looked the part. Like he nailed the part look-wise, you know, with the hair and everything. He grew his hair out and and all that, but um. Yeah, it was a little, it's a little rough, but you know, what are you gonna do? You can't have it all. Um, so we're back at the high school. We meet Melvin, played by Jason O. Smith. He joins the boys, one of the football guys, so he joins the, the boys. Um, the football coaches are outside in the parking lot too, uh, and they're just ribbing their players, you know, just busting balls and urging them all to sign that pledge, the fucking pledge. It's like ad nauseum about the pledge, sign it. Um the head football coach, we'll just call him coach, he directly calls out Pink uh, for needing an attitude adjustment. Um, he's not happy with the people that uh, Pink's keeping company with, uh, and he he needs he wants him to straighten up and fly right. Um, so as the boys walk away, Pink crumbles up the uh, pledge paper and tosses it in the grass. Um, just then, uh, O'Banion pulls up in his, uh, what is he? he has the duster, right? The non-painted 340 dust. I think right it there. is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which yep. fucking Ben Affleck, I didn't even recognize for like half the movie. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, that's one of his first roles too. Like he 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 had been in some stuff, but that was one of his first roles. Um, obviously, even way before Goodwill Hunting. Um, this was the movie that made me believe that Ben Affleck really was an asshole. Like oh, in real, in real yes. life. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, he's uh, he is immediately. I even it's in my notes. He's in, he he is immediately identified by the gang and us uh, as a total asshole. He's just irredeemable <laughs> in this fucking movie. Um, and Ben Affleck even said in an interview after this movie or a few years after that he never expected this movie to 
launch his career like it did with some of the other actors just because he was the only unlikable character in the whole movie. <laughs> you had an entire movie full of likable characters and him. So he's um, like, no, I already knew. I wanted to do the role, but I already knew that this wasn't going to do anything for my career because I'm an asshole in this movie. Wow, uh, that's I didn't think about that. But yeah, it's, that's absolutely true. Even the other bullies in this movie have some redeemable yeah, qualities. Later. Exactly. Well, it's wow. funny. I call him an asshole, but I, I, I think I've probably brought this up before. But when when Tim, my oldest Tim was in high school, my mom and dad actually for his birthday, I think or for Christmas, bought him a book that's called Assholes and Assholes and Douchebags, How to Spot the Difference. And an asshole can do stupid things, but they're 99 percent of the time redeemable. You still like them, but douchebags are douchebags. If you're that's, a douchebag. That is true. There's no redeeming. There's no changing. You are just not a good person. And that in this movie is what it is. Even the football players are assholes, but O'Banion's a douchebag. And yeah. there is no coming back from that. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. kudos to whoever the author was of that book because they nailed it. Um, so right before they get in the truck, uh, the, the crew leaves. We see Melvin pick up uh, Pink's crumbled up uh, pledge paper. So it's it's not gone yet, um, of course. So uh, Don and Pink are heading to class. Um, and again, Don tries to talk Pink into signing the damn pledge. Just sign it and move on. Do it for us. Forget coach. Forget everything else. Do it for us. We got a shot at state and all that stuff. Just do it for us. But, you know, Pink still is not hearing it. Um, so Pink, he, he realized he's got to make a final appearance in whatever class this is. And. Don, Don's an asshole. Like he's the asshole of the assholes. He isn't quite a douche, but um, first he hits on one of the girls in there and then he just flat out straight up hits on the teacher. And, you know, she shushes him and pats him on the head like a little little puppy dog and shoes him away. But he's got no shame. That, that guy, he, he's a funny dude. Um, we are back at the high school and I mean the junior high, excuse me. And um, even they're talking about this party. And girls with giant knockers and stuff. So roll that clip, Joe. At the party tonight, I heard there's going to be a girl with knockers this big. Bullshit. Promise. Two oh, handfuls. No way. Yes. Uh-uh. Hey. Hey. Edgar got his brother's car. Let's go. Cool, cool. Go talk to him. I'm not going alone. Uh, Mr. Payne, sir... You know, every second that you could let us out early would really increase our chances of survival. It's like our sergeant told us before one trip into the jungle. Men, 50 of you are leaving on a mission. 25 of you ain't coming back. Okay. You know, the 68 Democratic Convention was probably the most bitching time I ever had in my life. Hey guys, one more thing. Hey, this summer, when you're being inundated with all this American Bicentennial Fourth of July brouhaha, don't forget what you're celebrating, and that's the fact that a bunch of slave-owning, aristocratic white males didn't want to pay their taxes.
Yeah, I had to let that play a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you got Because it's such a great scene. Um, it's it's another montage scene, but, you know, we see the kids celebrating, like I talked about earlier. The, the fucking, they're just emptying their lockers onto the floor in the hallway. They're throwing papers everywhere. Everybody's happy. Um, the, we see seniors chasing the freshmen to get ready for this paddling that's going to happen uh, to get as many as they can early. Um, and, yeah, I, that was obviously, you know, that song means a lot to me because it was every year of school <laughs> I would be played at one point or another. Um, and I, I added that first part just because I love the teacher's response about that. I remember what yeah, Sergeant told us. <laughs> now, what, did you have the uh, fortune of having any cool, like subversive hippie teachers in the 70s? Oh, yeah. My, yeah. Um, my, my um, I'm trying to remember what class he taught. It was one of the shop classes, but it wasn't wood shop because that guy was a Fuck face. And um, he might have been metal shop, dude. You know what? Actually could have been a study hall. That's what it was. It was a fucking study hall period. And I don't remember the dude's name, but he was that hippie. Like, we would talk about everything. Because it was like, there weren't even any girls in that class. And we would just talk about anything and everything. There were no limits. You know? Um, so, yeah. Yep. They were there. Definitely. Um I had a teacher in my freshman year that used to like to smoke his chalk because he was a smoker and he was quitting and he would have the chalk in his hand and he would forget and think it was a cigarette or something else and put it in his mouth. It was pretty funny. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that's, a more, that's so much more wholesome than my school experience. I had a science teacher who put mirrors on his shoes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was the worst, man. Holy he shit. He was a fucking monster. Well, so. I, the thing is the difference is if a teacher had done that when I was in school, he probably wouldn't have gotten that much trouble. Yeah. At least not the same the level of trouble yeah. that your teacher would probably got in, you know, which is kind of creepy. I mean, like on yeah. on my side of things I'm saying, it's kind of creepy that they would have it would have been like explained away, you know. Yeah, yeah. It took some time to, you know, sort of yeah. course correct that yeah, yeah exactly. just a little bit exactly so yeah so yeah during this montage we see mitch tommy carl and hirschfelder escape in the, the the guy's brother's car uh only to be chased by uh in the pickup by benny melvin and, and o'banion um we jump to a quick scene of the senior cheerleaders uh rounding up freshman recruits <laughs> for the new crop of cheerleaders for yeah. next year uh to begin the hazing um we meet Sabrina, um, played by Kristen Hinojosa, um, and she's recruited by Jody, who is Mitch's sister, older sister. Um, we're back to the chase. Uh, Hold on a second. Yeah. We need we need to talk about Elizabeth Banks. I know, what? right? Yes, we need to mean? at least mention the. Uh, that is her, right? That's a young Elizabeth Banks. No, no. Are you sure? No. Oh, dude, 100%. She's not in this movie. What? The girl who played like Sabrina? No, not, not, not Sabrina. Her. Um, oh God, you want to play Jody? Not Jody. I don't know any of their names. She was the really mean one. The one that was like really... No, that's, Par that's Parker Posey. Oh, that is Parker Posey. I always get Elizabeth thinks Parker Posey fucked up in my brain for some yeah, reason. Yeah, that's Parker Posey. That's Dr. Smith. Oh, <laughs> yep. dude, I just, I just jumped in dimensions. In show, I always get the mixed up, too. show. And that's Dr. Smith they're, from the They're Lost both in Best in Show. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I just. That's right. That's Parker Posey. I get them fucked up Elizabeth every time. Banks is in Best in Show? I thought she was one of the hosts with uh, no. Fred Willard. 
No, I no, I don't think so. think so. No, she's not in that one. Hmm. No, I just I just jumped from multiverse to multiverse. Oh yeah, crazy. you did. But Holy no, that's uh, yeah, that's Parker Posey. Yeah, Parker I get those Posey. two mixed up all the time. Yeah, Why, yeah, my my synapses misfired. Parker yeah. Parker Posey became Elizabeth Banks for a moment there. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, uh, yeah, she plays Darla. That's Darla. She oh, she's okay. a fucking lunatic. <laughs> yeah, she's very good. And Parker Posey's great at playing that kind of role. She really is. She's, she's so good at it. She really is. Uh, so again, yeah, the, the boys are being chased and they decide to make a beeline for Carl's house. Uh, it's probably the safest bet they can get inside before they get caught. Um, they stop and Mitch and Carl pile out of the car, but they don't make it inside before O'Banion catches them. Um, he's got, he's got two of them lined up right at the front, right by the front door, ready for their shots. And Carl's mom opens the door with a shotgun. <laughs> Um, O'Banion, you you know what? I have a feeling that wasn't the first time a shotgun's been pulled on O'Banion, right? <laughs> because he was pretty. He was a pretty cool customer, you know. Uh, he handled it well, but he was pissed. And um, as he's leaving, he turns around and he sees the two the two guys peeking out of the door, laughing. And that was that's what sealed the deal. Like he he's out for blood now. O'Banion's out for blood. Um, we now jump to a parking lot where the cheerleader hazing uh, begins in full force. Uh, we've got uh, girls, freshman girls having to use pacifiers. Um, they do what's called the air raid drill. They've got to drop down on the floor really quickly. Um, we've got a couple of forced proposals. <laughs> um, and, we, and we learned that Don is, Don's a dick. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of funny. that That's kind of funny where uh, Jody brings the girl up and asked tells her to propose to don and he gets really gross and jody's pissed at him but i'm like you're the one who made her propose to a guy on her knees what did you think was gonna happen <laughs> it's like it ain't just him you know um this is where tony meets sabrina um so that'll develop later on um there's a bunch of condiments involved some flour uh whipped cream uh they got a fry like bacon on the ground so yeah it's a pretty heavy uh hazing as as eric mentioned earlier um even mike and tony talk about the breakdown of society due to these activities because no one <laughs> no one seems to care to stop it the parents don't care the yep. kids don't nobody cares it's crazy i'm so, like this nowadays like could you imagine this happening now <laughs> but that's very 70s i mean i was uh, yeah, on the no. track team i was on a track team freshman year and we got the ship knocked out of us yeah my, my friend in, in the locker room and it was it was just that was what was going to happen we were told it was going to happen we sucked it up and we, we got a snot knocked out of us no face shots but you know we we got pummeled by by about four or five guys each you know because that's just what happened and i'm not saying it doesn't happen now i'm sure it does but um it was very accepted back then so um i think the hazing in this movie it's weird because it's like town sanctioned yeah no absolutely yeah absolutely like, people just accept it yeah it's so crazy oh no absolutely absolutely it, it's it's not like the ramped up level of hazing that you know that like we experienced in like the 80s and 90s where you know like school started to get in real trouble because they're like hey you you fucking killed this kid no exactly exactly it's still well, it's relatively harmless so to speak yeah. i don't know if harmless is the right word but you're right it's not lasting Right, right. That's right. the thing. It's just, it's done and you move on, you know? Um, 
And then for me, <laughs> the best throwaway line, and I try to see if this was ad-libbed or a mistake or whatever, was right at the end of this scene, Darla, our, our favorite psychopath, Darla. She's looking at some one of the one of the freshmen off off screen. She goes, "What are you looking at? Wipe that face off your head." <laughs> she walks away. <laughs> Wipe that face off your head. Um, so yeah, uh, so it is. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting scene. Um, it's very reminiscent of some shit I went through, so I can relate totally. So now there's um, a scene coming up. You tell me if I'm full of shit. Yeah, as as a film nerd something really jumped out at me was the opening of this movie had the date and time, mm-hmm. which was super Hitchcock. Yeah. Right. Yes. And then there was a scene like almost, if not immediately after that, soon after that, where the kids are in like a parking lot and the sign says Hitchcock's family plot. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That was a 76 Hitchcock movie. So is link later, like a, like a Hitchcock Hitchcock, stan like is that yeah kind of what's i mean okay. it's definitely one of the people that he worships and i mean you know yes absolutely okay. so okay. yes that was important for him to to have like little easter eggs um mm-hmm. in it for that definitely that, that was planned that. that was absolutely planned okay yeah. i dig it i dig it yep um all right so i mean i'm looking at the clock boy so i think maybe we'll take a break yeah probably um, a good call <laughs> right and uh we will pick it up right after this Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. In you fact, can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, could, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Oh, damn. And if you, uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some... Not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The tiers started at a dollar, a dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it. Yep, one buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal! Yeah, guys, right? check it out again. Patreon.com/slash/motcu. And then enjoy this week's movie. 